God's will that the tree of life should operate in your life. That was God's original design for man. That as he lived in the garden, he will partake of the tree of life and he will be eternal on earth. God never designed us to die. It's sin that brought death in. For the wages of sin... You must identify the operation of the tree of life. Listen carefully. You cannot allow Satan to keep feeding you with the tree of good of knowledge and evil. How does he do it? Your meditations are all the things that happened that you didn't like or things that wounded you. Negative experiences. That's death. You want life. If you look all over the world, every generation that comes up, Satan will jump into the teenage young people. And just the normal things we all went through at home that fascinate you. You didn't clean your room. Hmm? Or you didn't make good grades. Or stop talking to Johnny. Now Satan will package it and make it a bitterness. You can't wait to leave home. Here you're broke. You don't know where you're going. But your pride is as high as the heavens. And he uses this evil tree to drive you from the comfort of your home. And then before long, you find yourself on the street. Some have ended up in harlotry. And you have a pimp. and, And, you know, hey, you have to come to yourself. That amen is too light because some of you oldies remember that I'm talking about what you've already been through. All right, you have almost redeemed yourself. Let's try it one more time. Finally, amen. Glory to God. Yeah. So, he said there are two trees in that garden. The tree of life and the tree of knowledge. Good and evil. All it boiled down to was the tree of life being the word of God, the counsel of God. The tree of knowledge of good and evil, self-determination, my own mind, my own will. Those two trees are still alive in your life today. I preach that you should look into the history of your journey, to see how faithful God has been to you, even when you were unfaithful. And that his miracles should feed you, encourage you, strengthen you. You can counsel yourself. You don't need anybody to counsel you because you remember his mighty works. David said, the Lord that delivered me from the lion and the bear. He will put this Goliath in my hand. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I love faith that a 17-year-old can take on a giant. Take on things bigger than you and overcome them. Hallelujah. So, and then when man sinned, as we've learned already, God put cherubims with flaming sword to make sure that man does not return to the tree of life. Otherwise, man will become irredeemable. All right? At that time, okay, can't even say that because that's the beginning. <laughs> of course, there was no death until man sinned. Medicine will tell you that every cell in your body replicates every 30 days. You keep, you keep growing, 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 looking young and nice. And then one day it stops. Then you start aging. Until you die. It was turned off by God. And then, as soon as you cross over, they will pluck from that tree of life and give to you. Once you eat it, the process starts again. Amen. Then you live for? Hallelujah. I love the message of 120 that Ken Copeland is preaching that's written in the Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. At 120, I'm doing pretty good right about now. Hallelujah. I'm just halfway through the journey. I have a few ideas what I can do with 60 more years. <laughs> so, 70 is not what God promised. 120. God said that man was grieving him. He regretted that he made man. He said his days would be 120 years. Up until that time, they lived to be 900. Yeah. My God. Yeah. <laughs> if people live to be 900, what are we going to do with these criminals? <laughs> if you jail somebody for life, <laughs> we all have to go to work to keep him alive. <laughs> A hundred, you know, 900. How, how long did Methuselah live? 900 and something years. 969, hallelujah. Proverbs 15:4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Wow. He said that God has returned the tree of life through your mouth. So if your tongue is wholesome, it will be a tree of life to you. But perverseness. You notice how Satan introduced curse words. And all kinds of things. He said it produces a breach. In the spirit. In other words, your mouth can mess up things. In the realm of the spirit. Some people have not learned how to manage this. So we run from even saying what we should say. Like I, I tease Nigerians that tell me, oh, my enemy has a headache. 
I said, why am I praying for your enemy then? Instead, of, they're running from saying that they have a headache. Hallelujah. If your enemy has a headache, then why are we worrying about him? <laughs> that is not what that means. Jesus will ask people, what do you want from me? Then they'll say that I might receive my, my sight or, you know, that I might be healed. So if he asks you, what do you need? You say, oh, my enemy is blind. <laughs> okay, then I'll heal your enemy. So that, that means you are calling yourself your enemy. I'm trying to show you that some confessions are wrong. They create breaches in the spirit. You can say, yes, I'm experiencing a headache, but it's not mine. And I believe God to heal me now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I heard a testimony yesterday when I was leaving the funeral. Yes. To go to the interment. One of the Amabara's wives came and said, I need a hug. I said, okay. And I just hugged her. Then she texted her husband to say, the moment he hugged me, all the pain in my body left. Now, remember, I wasn't feeling well. But it didn't change anything. So, her coming to ask me for a hug was a holy unction. And when my body touched hers, then my body was a point of contact to reach him. you will discover that God transferred the release of the tree of life on the earth and put it in your mouth. And as I'm getting into this message, I'm telling you, there's no way your tongue can be a tree of life except you put the word of God in it. Because I will show you, you know the scripture, I will show you in James 3. He says, you can't tame your tongue. Amen. So your tongue is a fire. Amen. You will set everything on fire. Amen. If you look at all the murders happening out there, is there no words that raise the, the bar so high? But when you put the word of God to your mouth, you release life. So the only way for your tongue to be wholesome is to make confessions by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Yes. That's why the enemy wants to put the wrong thing in your mouth. As much as I said, stop saying your enemy has a headache and all this. But at the same time, don't allow him to put words in your mouth where you're claiming the thing. You know, this is my headache. It's not yours. This is my diabetes. This is my this, or this is my that. Mm -hmm. you, you have to watch that thing because he says, if your tongue is not wholesome, you create breaches. What's a breach? It's a kink in the hose. The water is there, but it's not flowing. A breach is the 
short-circuiting of God's power. The laws of the spirit that should produce deliverance. You say something, you mess it up. The reason I received that first message is because in the middle of frustration, I said the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Boom. The answer came down. Don't you see? I prayed. They answered me, but they won't manifest it until I said the right thing. You need to put the word of God where? In your mouth. And it will become a tree of life to you. Hallelujah. You release eternity. You release power. You release deliverance. Now, this is such a desperate need. Let me prove it to you by reading James 3. Verse 2 begins with, for in many things... We offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect. He says, if you never say the wrong thing, he said, you're a perfect man. If you've never said anything to offend anybody. So that guarantees that nobody in this room is perfect. If you claim perfection... I will not anoint you with oil. I'll bring the whole bottle. (laughs) You see, now watch. He says, If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle. He said, now, if you can get your mouth straight, he says, you can control Every other area of your life. Isn't that something? I need to say it again. He says, if you can get control of your tongue, you can control every part of your body. I did not know that God designed this for me to talk to my body, talk to my emotions, talk to my feelings. Talk to every part of your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, that's how you release the tree of life. I saw 40 years ago. Kenny Copeland got a hold of Psalm 103. And he started confessing it. Even before he started saying that God gave him a covenant that he would live 120. He started confessing it every day that his youth is renewed like the eagle. He started confessing that God forgives all his iniquities, all his sins, all of that provisions in Psalm 103. Now he's in his 80s. You know, some people are mocking and say, oh, well, he's using dye. He has no gray hair. His body mass index is almost perfect. He exercises. He still pilots his jet. 
You go to his meetings, you see him jumping up and down like he's 25. But people are in their 40s. Come on now. Mm. I said, you hadn't even started living. I'm always getting on some of these young people. They say, oh, I'm so tired. I said, how can you be so tired? You haven't even started, haven't done it. You haven't had children. You don't have a house you're taking care of. You don't have a husband to minister to. And you're so tired. In Jesus' name. <laughs> what are you tired of or from? He's saying there's a lot of undeveloped capacity. Because you are designed as a woman to handle so much more. So if you're so tired and all you have is yourself and a job. No husband. No children. No dinners. No house cleaning. No in-laws. No outlaws. No teenage boyfriends. Look at all the list of the things that are yet coming for you. You reaping all your bad attitudes. All your, you know. <laughs> and now, things have gotten more sophisticated. Because you'll be there trying to correct a teenager. And she's texting, talking about you. You know, she's acting up. Again. And <laughs> she and her friends are calling you names. And you think she's listening to your correction. <laughs> All right, let me go back to James 3. So for many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. So I have to take time to do an in-depth teaching on it because I'm seeing that there's so much we need to learn about confession. So we can control the entire body by our mouth. And one of the things, one of the, if there's a downside, one of the downside of being anointed is that even jokes you make come to pass. I've made some jokes, and down the road, now I've got a trial on my hand. And I was saying, where did this come from? God said, you said it. And these demons rush out to fulfill it. He says, every idle word a man shall speak. He will give an account of it on the day of judgment. In other words, we are designed to protect our mouth because life and death. He said the tongue has power to produce life. Let's not worry about the death. Let's concentrate on putting the word of God in my mouth to produce power, to produce healing, to produce deliverance. A wholesome tongue is the tree of life. That's one of the four ways God has returned the tree of life to the earth.
The problem is God said no man can tame the tongue. He says any man who does not offend in word is a perfect man and is able to bridle the whole body. What is a wholesome tongue? I hope you listen carefully. It's when you put the word of God on this tongue, it becomes wholesome. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it becomes wholesome. Life is released. Mysteries are unveiled. Power comes forth. That's why I said death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue has power to heal and to bless or power to set things on fire and destroy. It's power in the tongue. Holds some tongue, the tree of life. These are not messages for you to hear. So your fancy is tickled and it's some new thing. No, no, no. That's how to live. That's how to bring eternity in the now. You keep expressing. You keep testifying. Everywhere I go, I'm testifying of the same thing. And then you see that supernaturally things are happening. <laughs> Glory to God. Your tongue has been against you all these years. It's time to get a hold of it and put the word of God on it and release life and release miracles. And release signs and wonders in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. I celebrate your victory. You're coming into your own in the realm of the spirit. I remember out of my spirit came these words years ago when God opened my eyes to begin to understand these things. I, I thundered, I am no longer helpless. <laughs> I finally found the key. To take control of my life. He said the tongue is a governor. The huge ships are turned with small hands. Huh? You turn your whole life. You turn the whole thing. Yeah? These massive jumbo jets. See the little yoke in the front. Moves the whole thing. <laughs> That's the tongue. Are you going to deploy your, the power of your tongue? To receive what God has promised you? It doesn't cost you anything but your unbelief and your laziness. Find the promises, put them in your mouth, and say it with all your might. Say it by faith. Say it believing. Say it expecting. Say it declaring. Say it worshiping. Say it rejoicing. I will see you on the other side of the winner's club. Amen. You will win. You will win if you follow what God has spoken. Amen. Write to me, P.O. Box 251, Union City, Georgia, 30291. Remember, Bible study, let me keep you two hours. You'll learn a lot. The Conquest Conference is coming up, Vessels of Glory. God will move mightily by His Spirit. Don't miss it. Your life will be changed. Your ministers will be changed. Come and attend on behalf of your pastor or somebody. You carry back the grace. It will change their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Remember, remember, we're here every morning at 8.30 on channel 57. On Sunday, one service, 10 a.m. Don't be in a hurry. A minimum of three hours at least. <laughs> Glory to God. Sow your seed into the fertile soil of this ministry. You will receive a bountiful harvest. God will respond. 
God will respond. Do it today. Do it today. Act on your faith. Come on, pastor. So away from you. That's what we've done. That's what we're doing. We tithe 10% of what, all we collect. We use it to help the needy. We use it to pay for these broadcasts. We use it. These are all outreaches. For outreaches overseas too, the hospital in Nigeria, the church in Kenya. And God is faithful. Follow our pattern. The blessing will be yours. Receive in Jesus' name. God is preparing the church for the return of the Lord Jesus. I'm so excited to invite you personally to come to the Conquest Conference this year, July the 6th through the 9th. He gave me this theme, Vessels of Glory. The Conquest is what God gave to me as an avenue to share what he has taught me that has caused all these revolutionary blessings and deliverances and miracles to come forth, that you will learn from me directly and flow in the same grace. Vessels of glory. He's promising that a glory will show up in the earth. And now, he's given me a mandate to share the secrets to prepare so you will be one of those vessels God will use in this end time. I am inviting you pastors and spiritual leaders from me to you. Come and let's fellowship. Let us strategize for what God will do with all of us. We call it the end time global harvest. We've never experienced anything like this. People will get in the water and the glory of God will baptize them. Sometimes I don't even lift my hands at the glory puts the people in the water and we carry them out. happening right here at Resurrection House of All Nations, July the 6th through the 9th. 
this is your personal invitation. Your life will not remain the same. Your ministry will not remain the same. God is taking his church higher as it prepares us to be his vessels of glory. See you there. Thank you.